country in the world, and it is worth fighting for. It is worth bleeding for. And if it takes it, it's worth dying for. For the greatest country that this world has ever seen. All right, what's hey, going on, hey. America? And welcome to, uh, I guess it's kind of like a follow-up episode because I didn't get to what I wanted to get to in the last episode. Um, and so this episode, Zach's just going to put the the sponsors in when get he sees fit. And we're just going to jump right into it. So before I talk about, I think we're going to call this episode um, A Lost Society and the Fight for Marriage. There we go. I think that's a good, I think that's a good, good, good title there. Um, so I'm going to keep the name anonymous or whatever, but I got an email and I always, uh, it's really good to put all caps in your subject line. If you want me to read it, uh, just a little hint for everybody that emails, hint, hint. uh, this one says help in all caps. I am lost. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, let's see what's going on here. And so I'm going to read the email and then I'm going to do my best to do what this person is asking and give some kind of advice in some way. So here it is. It says, I've listened to your books because I can't, because I, I, I can't read very well. Me either, buddy. I, I, I can't, I don't even like reading. Can I just be honest? I can listen to it all day. You give me a hundred books audibles to listen to i'll get through them things in a month you know like I, I can listen all day i hate reading and also i don't retain that way um zach i think zach's worked with me long enough now to know i can recall things pretty well yeah but it's from listening to it where th that i recall it if i read it i forget it in in like 30 minutes it's gone it's just not how I learn. Either way, that has nothing to do with this email at all. <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> um, I've listened to your books. You had trouble in your marriage. I'm going through so much right now. My marriage is one step away from being over, and I don't want that. I always thought of myself as a God-fearing person, but I wasn't. This past few weeks, my eyes have been open wider than ever before. Everywhere I turn, I just see the wrongs I have committed towards God and my wife and family. I can't get away from it. I've turned to God and the Bible, but I am feeling worse because of it. I don't want to lose my wife or family, but I know I need to first fix my relationship with God. How did you go about doing that in your relationship, and do you have any advice for me that could help? I am truly at the last, uh, I think he meant straw, or last strand, uh, I don't want to keep hurting my wife or kids, but I don't think I can endure anymore. Please help point me in the right direction. <clears throat> Starting off, bam, just right with the tough one. This huh? will be a deep discussion today. So, um, well, first of all, I, I want to say that uh, I think it took a lot of courage to write the email, um, and I think it points in the right direction that you're at least trying to look in in the right direction um i will do my best <laughs> to answer this first of all I, I think it needs to be stated that i didn't save my marriage god saved my marriage um i think anything other than that statement is just a lie um 
Uh, but but let, let's unpack a couple things. So it sounds like from reading this, that this is a marriage that's been on the rocks for a little while, that God has not been in the center of the marriage, either through both spouses or through through you uh, or, or, or whatnot. Either way, um, it doesn't seem like God has been at the forefront of the marriage from both sides, which I learned the hard way uh, that that just simply does not work. Uh, I want to encourage you on this, though, before I dissect this even more. Um, everywhere, he says in the email, everywhere I turn, I just see the wrongs I have committed towards God in my wife and family. That's the Holy Spirit conviction is what that is. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Okay. It's almost like an encouraging thing. Yeah, it's a very encouraging thing. And so, you know, everybody always, you know, looks at the Holy Spirit like this super makes you feel good thing. No, the Holy Spirit will wreck you. <laughs> like, I mean, it will, it will drop you to your knees. And that's one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. living within us is for us to, to have our eyes open to, yeah. oh my gosh. Um, like, can I add something like God yeah. in his love is showing him his wrongs so he can fix them and submit them before God. Yeah. Okay. And, and to follow that up, this person says, I've turned to God and the Bible, but I am feeling worse because of it. Also, this is a very good sign. If I'm being honest, I talk about this all the time. If you realize that you have not been living the way that you're supposed to live, and then you start turning to the Bible, you are going to feel worse <laughs> because you're reading all of the things that you should be doing and all of the areas that you have failed. Again, this is all a natural part of the, the, the biggest attacks against you happen the moment you turn the right direction. Mm -hmm. Always, mm -hmm. always. I mean, mm -hmm. this, this is, this is, this is number one thing, man. I, I mean, you you are getting wrecked. And to anybody listening to this right now, if this resonates with you, I'm going to start trying to talk about it in a way that if you are in a situation like this person is in, listen to me. First of all, turn back to God. Okay? That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's simple. Stop giving money to companies that spit in the face of your values, especially your cell phone company. Check it out. If you're a Verizon wireless customer, you're supporting a company that canceled One America News for supporting President Trump. AT&T customers, your company owns CNN and T-Mobile. Your, your CEO advised Democrats on how to beat Trump. Don't give your money to woke wireless companies. Instead, choose a company that I trust Choose my friends at Pure Talk. I am a Pure Talk customer, and here's what I like. It's the same network, same coverage, same phone, lower bill, and 30 days risk-free. Switching can take just 10 minutes, so it's really a no-brainer. Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist politics. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M, that's Graham, to save 50% off your first month. Again, that's puretalk.com, promo code Graham, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. I like the language in this email, but I also don't like the language. It says, I don't want to lose my wife or family, but I know I need to first fix my relationship with God. So I've seen this from a couple of people 
that are going through a divorce. And it seems like every time people are going through a divorce, they're like, you know, I don't want this, but, but I know that I got to fix me first with God. So if the divorce happens, I mean, I understand because I got to get right with God first. I don't like that. That's a cop out. Uh, both things can be. Yeah, this is like this is a both and kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't an either or. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a it's a it's an yeah a both and both can be obtained at the same time. And, and so I I will, especially the person that wrote this email. If you're listening, but for everybody also listening that may be in the same spot, yes, you need to fix your relationship with God first. That should be. The first thing, always, we we need to make sure that our relationship with the Lord is where it needs to be. Because if our relationship with God is where it needs to be, it will trickle down into everything mm-hmm. else. But I don't like the but in this statement. I don't want to lose my wife or my family, but I know I need to first fix my relationship. What it should say. And what your heart posture should change towards is, I don't want to lose my wife or my family, so I know I need Mm. to fix my relationship with God first. Do you see the difference there? The difference in the heart posture, the difference in the mindset, this this whole, honestly, movement of, well, I messed up the first marriage, and then I found God, and then I started doing things the right way. Does that happen? Absolutely. This... I think a lot of people are kind of giving themselves an out. Yeah. Because they're like, you know, I don't want this to happen. But but, you know, the the most important thing is me getting my relationship with God right. So if I lose my family and we get divorced in that process, as long as I'm trying to get my relationship with God right, first, if I lose the marriage, then so be it. I I mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's a cop out. Am I saying that that doesn't happen? Of course, of course that happens, right? Like, you know, I don't know the other side of this story. Like, I don't know where his wife is. You know, I don't know, is she a believer? Is she not a believer? Like, like I don't know all this stuff. I'm just going off of what the email says. I would caution everybody from this, this mindset of you've got to keep, become a better Christian first before you can work on your marriage. No. You got to turn towards God and that immediately starts working on your marriage. It's not this solo journey that you go on. It's not like the Batman Begins movie where he disappears for three years and then comes back Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like that's not, that's not how this works. I've actually seen that movie. And, and, and and, I, I feel like some people, when they, when they turn back to God, that's what they feel like. Mm-hmm. That they feel like, oh, okay, well, I've done so many things wrong. Nobody's going to accept this change that I've had in my heart. Oftentimes, more than not, it's especially the people that are closest to us that don't want to accept this radical transformation that God can do in people. Um, and, and and I do get that, you know. Uh, I mean, I hear it all the time, dude, this guy was smoking blunts and drinking beers and sleeping with chicks and stuff a month ago. And now all of a sudden he wants to be a pastor. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was talking to a friend the other day and who used to be wild and then God convicted her. And she was like, 
She's like, on that night, I never did any of that stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't, you can't believe in God. It's like, it's like the true definition of secularism, right? And so we've got Christians that are living in the true definition of secularism. Secularism is like this belief pretty much that nothing in this world, like miracles, divine interventions, like all these other things, like it doesn't exist, right? Like it's fairy tale world, <laughs> you know? Uh, that's a part of secularism. And we've got Christians that claim to believe in the Bible and claim to believe in the radical transformations of God or from God, excuse me, but then you live in this secularist worldview where it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And so again, I don't know the full story. I don't know if there's been affairs. I don't know what's going on in this person's life. But for those of you who are listening and are having similar things, let me tell you something. God can flip things on a bam like that on a dime. And it can just radically transform you and let me be an encouragement to you that yes, it is true. Oftentimes, more times than not, it is the people closest to us that are the last ones to believe that God has done something in us that has yeah. changed us. Um, actually, I was just listening to a professor talk about this, you know, about Paul and all this other stuff. And, you know, they were some of the last to truly, really, really, really believe, you know, Jesus was the son of God. Like, really, like, like, really believe it, right? Um, James, James, there is references to the Bible that theologians have pointed to. Like, James, there are scriptures <laughs> where it's like James sometimes was like, they thought at some point, Jesus could have been like mentally insane, <laughs> you know, like, 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 like th there were legitimate doubts in the reality of the situations of some of the disciples along the way. And, and it, my point in saying that is them people were as close to Jesus as you could possibly be. And they still had doubts. Yeah. Still T Thomas, man. Dang. <laughs> Thomas is for the rest of his life. Thomas could have done everything right, but by God, <laughs> that one thing is what Thomas is going to be known for for forever. But, but that's my point, right? They were the people closest to Jesus, and they needed the most proof. Well, because they, since if you're close to somebody and you feel loved by somebody, and then all of a sudden you feel like you just got let down, this is all a lie or whatever, yeah, of course they're going to be the most hesitant to believe after a change because they were the ones that were hurt the most. So with Thomas, it's like here he was thinking that Jesus, like, because they thought Jesus was going to like defeat the Romans, and then all of a sudden Jesus is dead, and he's like, I'm not going to believe till I put put my hands in his in his scars. Well, right, it, it, exactly, and so again, that's a great example of us trying to dictate how we think God's supposed to move when God has the plan on how He's supposed to move in mm. the first place, right? So that was the disciples, just like you said, oh, he's going to defeat all these guys. It's going to be this glorious thing, da 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 Well, that was what they wanted to happen, mm -hmm. not what was supposed to happen. And, and so anyway, back to the point. All right, what's going on, America? Listen, you know that the insurance thing is a gigantic 
scam. Big Pharma, everything, they're all corrupt individuals. There's no need to keep putting money in their pocket. And so that's why I love the company CrowdHealth because CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare cost. You can see any doctor you want, no deductibles, exclusions, or copays. Only pay the first $500 on any healthcare event. Then the CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. All you got to do is pay one low monthly total to fund your account. Your monthly subscription helps you fund healthcare costs of the entire crowd health community. And unlike insurance, there are no doctor networks, so you can see any doctor you want. Take charge of your healthcare today with Crowd Health. Open enrollment is the only time you can hit eject on the broken system without penalty, so don't wait. For a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use the promo code GRAHAM. That's G-R-A-H-A-M at joincrowdhealth.com. So what are you waiting for? Go to joincrowdhealth.com, promo code GRAHAM now. What did I do? I've told this story a lot. Um, you know, I'm not proud of it, but this is the truth. Alyssa was pregnant with Anna Grace. Um, and I'm off partying in Bourbon Street uh, in New Orleans at the House of Blues. I, I mean, I was, I mean, this close, man, to being that tool bag that left his wife. Well, uh, technically, I had left her at this point, um, but divorced his wife uh like seven months pregnant with our third child i mean that that's the direction that i was going not going that's the direction that i was on and i'll never forget it man i and, and this is why i said you know i didn't fix it god did so i'm at this uh this concert you look this band up they're called gemini syndrome um and at the time they were brand new band brand new rock band and me and the lead singer his name's aaron nordstrom he's an albino Mm. Which is an interesting fact there for you guys. Um, he believes in like the elements and stuff. And so me and him have had some pretty interesting conversations. Um, but either way, that's also not the point. Well, I guess it kind of is. So it was their first album. So they had made it, but they still weren't like the headliner of the tour or things like this kind of stuff. And so after they opened up for uh, Disturbed, there's another rock band. Um they're just hanging out at the House of Blues because, you know, I mean, they're new, right? You know, they're just hanging out. So I'm talking to it. I, man, and I'm like feeling this dude's music at the time. And I'm talking to this guy. This guy is not a believer. Like I said, he believes in the elements and water and wind and all this other kind of stuff. And um, I'm talking to him about my favorite song. I'm like, dude, you know, Basement's my favorite song, blah, 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 blah. And this guy's looking at me. He's like, yeah, man, hey, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, that song, I mean, he just goes into it. He's, you know, that song is actually about um, when my dad left and when my dad walked out and, you know, what it was like dealing with that and all this other kind of stuff. And when he starts saying that, I'm hearing this guy, I'm looking straight at his face, but I'm looking kind of past him because I'm kind of in like a daze because I'm thinking to myself, this dude's a rock star, man. Like, like he's made it, you know, like he has made it. So, I mean, he's opening up for Disturbed, and and I, maybe some of you aren't rock people, but Disturbed, pretty big deal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like like, don't just anybody open up for Disturbed. You know what I mean? And so, like, this dude's a rock star, and and what this guy's talking about, grown man, still to this day, he's talking about his daddy walking out, and to this day, he still deals with that, and we all do. 
We all, all of us that come from broken homes, we all can say we've moved on. Every one of us has a scar that will never really heal from that. Yeah. Ever. Not really. We can become functioning adults, but there's always that scar there, right? And I remember thinking to myself, I'm fixing to be the very guy that this guy, that this rock star is talking about right now. <laughs> like, you know, this guy became famous talking about his daddy walking out on him. You know, and, and, and dude, it was such this gut punch moment. That was like a Monday night. Like I said, I'm random in Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Wednesday night, I go to a church service. And then uh, that night, I went to my house to talk to Alyssa. The next day, I go home. And been home ever since. And, you know, Anna Grace turned nine this year. So, it was about 10 years ago. You know, almost 10 years ago now. And, um, you know, I turned my life back to the Lord. It was hard. It wasn't easy. Oh, yeah. it's, it's not like the next day everything was just fine. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not how work. that. Yeah, it took a lot of work. Very much like what this guy is talking about. It was a lot of, wow. And, and that's why I always present it like this. I was a piece of garbage. No other way to say it. Like, to try to say it any other, well, she didn't understand me. No. I was a piece of garbage. The end. <laughs> like, like there's, no, there's no other way to say it. And to try to phrase it any other way would be a lie. God radically transformed the way that I saw Alyssa, the way that I saw marriage, um, you know, the way that I thought marriage was supposed to be. Like, oh, Alyssa's supposed to make me happy. No. So would you say it was like you took your eyes off of yourself uh -huh. and became more others focused? Yeah. I mean, uh, that is in itself one of the inherent values of yeah. Christianity, right? From selfish to selfless um, perspective and worldviews that it's, it's not all about you, mm -hmm. right? Like, like that's, that's kind of like one of the main points, not the main point, but it's definitely it, it's up, up there. there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it is not all about you and God's plan. I think some of the, I think sometimes as Christians, especially God's got a plan for my life. God's got a, yeah, he does. But to think that everybody else's plan revolves around your plan is, is pretty, pretty selfish and yeah. pretty short sighted of God, man. Uh, you know, this episode we're filming right now could be heard 20 years from now by somebody that they may end up going and doing some world changing thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like there's no, there's no telling how big God is. I don't know where Aaron Nordstrom is these days. I know that they just did like their third or fourth album. Um, you know, I don't know where he's at. I don't know all this stuff. And I highly doubt he remembers me. Um, cause I was a nobody back then. Right. And, and, but that conversation, God used somebody that wasn't even a Christian. God can use anybody to get God your attention. Can, yeah, he can use anybody. And so anyway, I, I didn't do anything to save the marriage. God saved the marriage. I turned the direction and the focus towards God. 
and that automatically trickled down to everything like, else. So he opened up your eyes, but then you had to do the work. Yeah, it went from it went from well, this ain't working. So you know, we just need to call this thing off. To okay, yeah, this sucks, uh, but I ain't going nowhere. You mm -hmm, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it's it, it's it's a shifting of the mindset to realize, man, it may take years of work, years of work, but I ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? I it ain't gonna be me <laughs> that it leads. I ain't doing it um, because you know I gotta I gotta answer for the things that I've done. And I've made so many mistakes. I, I mean, I, I hate, I hate when people say things to me like, you know, we love, we love how good you are and all this. And I just want to be like, ah, ugh, stop. That's not true. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I am not a good person. That's not, that's not true. And any, in my opinion, real Christian knows that. You are not a good person. The Bible says that. Well, right. Like, like, like no. No, no, I'm not. I, I don't be anything like me. Don't don't do anything the way that I have done it. Not a single thing, because I have done more wrong and more wrong decisions in my life than, than I have done right decisions. And then the right decisions, I truly believe, was God was just like, okay, you're fixing to go like jump off in a ditch somewhere. D here, oh, let me open this door. Walk this way, dummy. Like, you know, like. Yeah, but that's like, that shows God's love. And it may not feel good in the moment, yeah. but he's directing you and keeping you down a path that it's like, hey, this is where you need to go. Get away from that. We've talked about this stuff before. Bankruptcy sometimes can be the best thing that ever happened to somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> getting dumped and getting your heart broke by somebody can be one of the oh, best things that ever happened that. to you. <laughs> I, I know, but, 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 but we look at tragedy mm -hmm. and we look at hard times like, oh, this is it. Hard times may be the best thing that ever happened to you in your life and cause a lot of growth and put you on a path of life that you just blossom in. Yeah, correct. And, and, and so anyway, back to the point. How long have we been talking? <laughs> We're only at 25 minutes. Oh, okay. All right. We may keep going with this. I, you know, for, forget the other stuff. This is important. Marriage. And, and and we're going on year 14 here. And so I know that there are some of you that that, that are uh, more wise than me. I like to say it like that. You've been married a lot longer than I have. But, you know, uh, they say years six to eight are the years that get most people. Year six to eight in marriage. Because all the fun's kind of faded away a little bit. And well, stuff. that most of the time, most of the time you got kids by then. You know what I mean? It's more stress. Yeah, it's more stress. Um, a lot of people don't put the time and energy and focus on keeping the marriage alive. And they focus and turn more towards being parents which I am mm, yeah. adamantly against this. I, I, I tell everybody that is, that is what kills so many marriages is you put your kids above your spouse, and it should never be that way ever. Now, granted, I'm not talking about infants, <laughs> okay? Obviously, obviously <laughs> infants them a lot of time. require a, a lot more attention and whatnot. But, you know, date night, man, I'm telling you right now, if you are not doing something with your wife at least once every two weeks, you're messing up, man. Men, hello, I'm talking to you. 
you are messing up. And ladies, if your man ain't listening to this podcast, you mark this minute mark on the thing and play it for me. Around like 25 I am telling you, if you are not taking your wife on a date or your wife on some kind of, even if it was with friends, whatever, if you are not doing something without your children, once every two weeks, you are not doing right. I would imagine it's more than just putting the kids to bed and watching a movie by yourself. Correct. The, no. Yeah. Get out of the house. Go be who you are and who they are, like me. Like me and Alyssa. We have to go be Graham and Alyssa at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we just have to. We have to. Because if you don't, you just get locked in the mundane routines. And that's what that's what kills people, man. It's not supposed to be that way. That's why, in order, it's God, your spouse, and your kids. Your kids are going to leave you. And I know that a lot of mama bears out there, you don't want to hear this, and I know that it makes a lot of people upset. Your kids are going to leave. <laughs> your spouse is who you're stuck with for the rest of your life. And I know, I mean, that's sad even for me to talk about, but I got, I got three kids. The odds of all three of them living in the same area that we live, especially in today's society, pretty small. Maybe we get one out of the three. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, it's the girl from what I hear. If you've got, you know, uh, uh, two gender, uh, kit, uh, you know, you got boys and girls. Most of the time it's the girl that will stick around, you know, kind of thing. Sometimes they don't happen. They, for all I know, Anna Grace could marry some dude in the Marine Corps and go to Japan. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, very possible. Who knows? Right. And, and so that's why keeping the order is so vitally important because God directed it to be that way because he is smarter than we are. Mm -hmm. Our kids aren't going to be here with us for forever, for forever. And I will also say that that's not biblically how it's supposed to be anyway. We ain't supposed to have our kids with us for forever. This whole new trend that people like aren't really adults so they're like 25 years old. What? <laughs> what is this new trend? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. People baby their kids to their 25. Like, well, you know, yeah. They have the whole, the, the whole adulting thing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know technically they're an adult, but you're not really, yeah, you know, you don't really know what's going on to your 25. <laughs> the best way to go out and learn is just to uh, get out and learn. <laughs> I'm, tell I'm telling you right now, the, the answer is no. Your butt is gone. <laughs> 18, you are out of here. If you're in college, we can talk. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. can we can talk if you're in college, but if you want to stay in my house, you better maintain a 3.0 or better in college. You know what I mean? Like like we can talk at that point, but uh-uh, my grandparents were straight up. I knew from the get from the middle of junior year of high school, they let me know I had a countdown clock. And the moment I graduated, I better have a plan to be out of that house within 90 days from graduation. Cause they were, I, it was done. They had plans for the room I was sleeping in. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, like, like yeah, I knew and kids, I, I accepted that. Anyway, we done got on kids. Marriage, God, your spouse, kids. And if you focus on God first, it will trickle down to your marriage. 
And if you focus on your marriage above your children, it will trickle down to your children. Because I hate to break it to you, if you're fighting with your spouse, you're kind of a crappy mom and a crappy dad because you're in a bad mood. You don't want to be the, you're not the best version of a parent that you can be. It's all about priorities, man. And anyway, so to this person that wrote in, I hope some of that helped. I I don't know if it did or not. I I hope that some of that put some wisdom in there for you. For those of you listening that may be in similar boats, I hope that this episode uh, encouraged you or inspired you um, to focus on certain things. Uh, Counseling. I'm a firm believer in counseling, man. Mm-hmm. And, and and if I'm being blunt, I know I'm a Christian. I am not the biggest proponent of a pure Christian counselor. You need somebody that is a counselor that is also a Christian, in my opinion. Okay. Because a lot of people would be like, oh, I'll just pray it away. No, no, no there's some things, you know, personality test, uh, the love tank, uh, your Enneagrams, you know, your love languages, all those things are real things, yeah. right? Like yeah, I did counseling for almost a year. Yeah. That was one of the best decisions of my life. Yeah. You need a counselor who is a Christian who knows how to help walk you through biblically, but also, yeah knows how to, not everything is pray it away. You know oh, what I'm no, saying? And it wasn't like that at all. Yes. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like those, those Christian counselors at well, church just, that got no real degree in counseling at all. They just love the Lord. And they're like, yeah, I'll talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, and they're just like, just, yeah, just, just pray about it. It's like, there are, you got to take steps and, and you got to deal with stuff sometimes. And those people, there's a time and place for that. I'm not mm-hmm. downing yeah. that either. You need to talk to other Christians as well. But sometimes you need professional help, real stuff like, yeah, man, like, and, and, and do not be afraid to do that. I did it. In fact, I'm thinking about getting a counselor just to talk about just normal stuff, because to be blunt, I talk to you guys all the time, but I ain't got nobody to talk to. Like you guys listen to me and I sometimes wonder, am I giving you the best of advice and the best clarity? When I'm not okay yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm all up in my head and everything too. And so, yeah, yeah don't be afraid to ask yeah. for help. It's a very brave thing. And it's a very, and, it, and if you want to fix yourself, sometimes you just have to not care what other people think. Yeah. And then find a married couple, Christian married couple, that is five to 10 years further down the road than you are. 30 years down the road, that's great for like a speech. <laughs> you know, like, like, like we went to a marriage conference. There's this couple have been married for 60 years. That's great. That's too far down the road. <laughs> I, I need to know. I need to talk to the people. Like for, I got, I got one middle schooler. I need to talk to the people that got high schoolers. Right. Yeah, Cause now. it's fresh in their memory. Correct. And they're going through it. And then when my kids turn into full fledged teenagers, Go to you know, the college it, students. Yeah, exactly. And so on. And so on. And then when you become empty nesters, you need to talk to people that got grandchildren. You know what I mean? And and, and all this other kind of stuff. And so it, it's always about um, just taking that next step forward. So this episode turned in a lot different than I thought it was going to. This is a good episode. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to share this episode with your friends. Tell them to subscribe. If you haven't, hit subscribe, download all Please go do that now. It's in the top right-hand corner of your screen when you're looking at the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. 
That's all we have for this episode, and we'll see you all again next time.